All right, let's get started. Here we are. I have to edit that out. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Here we are, episode 23. Yeah, 23. That's a weird number. Yeah, it's a good one. Michael Jordan wore it. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. And there's that um, Jim Carrey movie called 23 that's all about like seeing 23 everywhere. I have not seen it. Oh, it's a good one. Nice. It's one of his more serious roles. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like the Truman Show? Uh no, even more oh, serious than that. Okay. Yeah, he like loses his mind in there. I don't know if I can do more serious than the Truman Show. So <sighs> I feel you on that one. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so episode twenty three got a really cool, exciting guest, uh, yeah. Jessica Snyder, um, and uh, of New England Falconry at Woodstock and yes. in Vermont, Woodstock, Vermont. So that should be exciting. Yeah. Um and lots of uh, bird stuff. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, but before we get going on that, we got to make sure we discuss uh, solicity cloud yeah com. give a shout out there because uh they finished our website yes it is live up and going yeah. check it out go see it it's so much better than the one way we better before. oh my goodness smooth so what uh solicity cloud does for us i can just say that now yeah exactly. Uh, they redesigned our whole website um they are doing constant maintenance and monitoring just to make sure our site is up uh, is compatible on browsers all the links work stuff like that and uh you know they also do digital marketing yeah, uh, they really are the full package for your web presence, and that's more and more important each day, and it becomes more and more complicated. They were simple to work with; like they Absolutely. got exactly what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, uh, you know, not just what you and I wanted, but uh, even what uh, EJ, our producer, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah. Ashley, that does some of our and they had some social suggestions media. for us, which were great. Yeah, and exactly, and so it made it really smooth. Uh, everybody's happy with it. Absolutely. Um, and they didn't just say, okay, that's it, we're done, see you later. So now, uh, you know, we're continuing to make it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we add new content, they're there for us. So Absolutely. Check it out, solicitycloud.com. Yeah, and make them uh, part of your business today. And come check out our new site, gontrippinpodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Here we go with episode 23. All right. Excited for today's guest. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh, yes, this one this one's pretty interesting. Um you you see a lot on uh, like cartoons and old movies oh definitely you know yeah. uh like robin hood prince of thieves yeah i think it's I uh, there's some of that going on not a lost art because it's not gone or anything like yeah. that but definitely uh ancient art. ancient yes ancient art. ancient i, think I like that to, that's a good to put way to that for sure absolutely yeah. so uh yeah let's just jump right into it we got our guest today jessica snyder uh new of new england falconry at woodstock inn right jessica how you doing today good how you guys doing doing pretty good, good. Yeah. welcome welcome to our show Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, good, good. We're, we're excited to have you. Yeah. Um, falconry, uh, right off the bat, some people probably out there hearing this going, falconry, what's that? <laughs> um, and uh, what? give us a s- quick summons of what uh, falconry is to introduce our okay. listener. Yeah, um, falconry by, I guess, definition officially would be hunting with a trained bird of prey after a wild quarry. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really just... Instead of a gun, you're using a hawk Very or cool. a falcon or an eagle. Huh. Very cool. Wow. Very cool. Okay, so I'm excited to dive into this. Yeah, Before I have we do too that, many questions for us I, not to get to the drink. I know. <laughs> Before we do that, we got to get to our drink of the day. Bam, bam, bam. All right, so today we got uh, Sobe Elixir. Liz Blizz. Uh, yeah, Pina Colada. 
Do uh, you like pina colada? Yeah, so this one should be interesting. Um, Absolutely. It's been a while no since I've had it. For this one. I, I lived on Sobe when I was in high school, but it was cranberry grapefruit that I. Uh, yeah, I think it's more of a West Coast oh, you thing know what? than an East Coast thing. Here we go, ready? Yeah. Plastic, uh, ching. Nope. No sound at all. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We, we could even say that we didn't even do it, but we did for the listeners out there. Yeah, you saw we it, cheered. Jessica. I saw it. Yeah, yeah proof. Yes. <laughs> See, there we go. <laughs> Have you ever had Sobe? I have. I used to drink. Uh, I think they had a one called Dragon Fruit or something like that. Yes, uh, that yep. one's a popular one. I'm not sure if they have that anymore, but I've never heard of that kind before. Yeah, they do still have the Dragon Fruit one because I looked it up because I was like, man, do they still have the one that uh, they used to be in glass bottles? So you used to get really yeah. cold. Yep. And uh, but yeah, they had a, a cranberry grapefruit one, and the other one is Dragon Fruit that everybody mm. loved. But they were all the elixir, their elixir, elixir deal. This stuff is um, nasty. You don't like it? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're such a pansy. Man. <laughs> you don't like, like half the drinks we have. <laughs> that's true. Well, half the drinks you pick out. Oh. Um, <laughs> Oh uh, my goodness! <laughs> well, it tastes a lot like a pina colada, and I don't like pina coladas generally. So, mm. so I I think that's really what that's that's probably what from. your problem is. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, and you don't like coconut water, which no, I mean, and I I bet anybody I who would actually tries it uh, wouldn't like it either. I didn't like it either. Yeah, but you know, I did it for the show. So <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> you have to get the rest of that. Too, I didn't uh, realize this was a DJ. drink and enjoy, not to drink and discuss. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, the uh, the Soviet elixir they, they have a lot of different flavors. Um, they have one that I know you would like. Mm. Uh, it's like a mango. Oh yeah, Sam Oliver mango, mango melon. Yeah, oh mango melon. Um, I always used to drink them with the glass bottle. It's harder for me to drink them in the plastic because they just don't get as cold. Mm. Um, yeah, I think glass in general is just better for drinks. Yeah, but it's yeah. also more dangerous, I yeah. suppose. I so. guess. I guess. Well, that is. Supposedly, one of the reasons they got rid of them is because people are making like Mazdaf cocktails out of them. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that, that even makes less sense because you have to buy the alcohol separate. I know, right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no, but yeah. So yeah. Uh, go out, try this out. Um, it is. It does have some dairy in it. It's probably another thing that turns you off. Um, right. But uh, the Sobe Elixir Pina Colada. Right. And, and unfortunately, you can't use Molotov cocktails anymore. But potentially, <laughs> after this podcast, you might be using Birds of Prey. Yes. Yes. To be attacking your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my first question is, how did um, Falcons get the PR for it to be falconry and not like Bird of prey <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a confusing uh, conundrum I've heard many a time. Um, Falconry is fully encompassing of all hawks, eagles, falcons, and to a much less extent, owls. But uh, mm. yeah, falconry as a whole is just uh, using any of those birds for the sport. But it even gets more confusing because the act of actually hunting with your bird is called hawking, <laughs> whether you're using a falcon, a hawk, or an eagle. That is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> That's- you, guys, you guys catch on to that? <laughs> that is. Wow. Well, I, I was going to say, is, is just owls. trying to mess people up. Or owls use less because they do most of their stuff at night. Yeah, so okay. they're so, so specialized, you know, that they they're meant to be out in the pitch black kind of darkness of night, and um, they're very sound oriented. So for the vast majority of, of hunting with a bird, unless you want to go out in the dark and not see a bird fly away. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, and that, it's it's funny because you know I live out in the country and uh, grew up out in the kind of old country but now it's like close to downtown because everything you know 
crap yeah. yeah but there's a lot of urban owls. crawl <laughs> there's a lot of owls sure and they're kind of freaky i could see them they're huge owls uh, owls are i don't know uh, and of course we have a bird expert so yeah. i'll pass this one on to <laughs> to uh, jessica here but um owls to me seem like they have the mo- the craziest variety of species among them like some of them are teensy tiny and yeah. some of them are like huge yeah, and your barn owl like, yeah right they got like then, little cutesy ones that's like yeah. oh look at head spins Looks around like and then you have like some that <laughs> if you see it in a dark hallway you're going the other way yeah yeah <laughs> no we, we actually had a friend of ours that uh back in boise idaho that had an owl stuck in his attic mm. attic and uh was trying to figure out tried so many different things to get it out of there <laughs> and uh owls leave those little pellets Yep, yep. Yeah, so he had a bunch of those up there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, finally he was able to get it out of there. But he documented the whole thing on Facebook Live. Oh, and, boy. Uh, yeah, he got a couple of subscriptions of, like, Ranger Rick from people <laughs> and uh, different things. But, That's funny. Yeah, but, uh, no, they're they're fun. Yes. The, the giant owls are huge. Yeah, it, so what's, what up with owls? Why are they so weird? Yeah, you know, owls come in a, a certainly a variety of shapes and sizes and colors and they're some of them are super kind of cutesy like you said a little tiny like solid owl or something like that here in north america to like these gigantic you know scary owls that <laughs> have gigantic eyes that are orange or yellow um you know they're a really specialized type of bird that mm. that just they do they clearly are doing very well for the most part yeah you know? um Agreed. You know, they're found on every corner of of you know the the earth probably besides you know antarctica but um right. Yeah, there's even Arctic species that live that are almost pure white that live like in the on the snow, you know, tundra. Oh man, um, those are so cool. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, absolutely crazy. That's great. I mean, and they they do do very well. Like you don't think about them a lot, but it's because like you don't see them a lot unless you're right. out hanging out at night. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You more you more hear them than see them. Yeah. Are they the same type of thing? Like you know, you see a bat during the middle of the day, you should probably be worried. If you see a, an owl during the day, should you be worried or? No, not really. You know, owls, uh, sometimes people see owls a lot of times during the winter, during the middle of the day. Oh, okay. Um, and it's because, like, they need to hunt to survive. Otherwise, they're, you know, they're they're desperate enough that, you know, you know they're basically saying, I haven't had enough time to hunt at night, so I'm going to hunt during the they, day, too. Just, they're working just overtime. That's wow. right. <laughs> the midnight oil or yeah. I guess the noon oil for them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so so the I guess let's start out with how ancient this is. Uh right. do you know about the time when it started? I know that uh, in some of the reading that I did uh that it was really big in the Mid East Middle East and uh ancient England. Uh mm-hmm. where did it all get started? Yeah, you know, that's kind of a contested thing again. Mm. Nobody knows for sure exactly when it happened. Um but people are saying that it's at least 4,000 years old. It could be all the way up to 6,000 years old. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And nobody really knows the moment or the person, you know, somebody had a really weird harebrained idea that they're like, <laughs> I'm going to take this eagle or hawk or something like that or falcon out and it's going to catch me my dinner. Yeah, some lazy um, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> so nobody really knows. There's theories that like somebody found a young bird, a nestling, took it out of the nest and raised it. And he was flying it, and it caught, you know, a rabbit or a duck or something like that. And he took it from the bird and had dinner that night. Um, or uh, somebody, they have sometimes ideas that maybe somebody was out walking through the woods, and they scared up a rabbit, and the hawk came down and took it up, you know, grabbed it in front of them, and they walked up and kind of scared them off of their, you know, the bird's catch and took it home. 
And then somebody had the idea that, you know what, I'm going to take this burden. I'm going to take it home and I'm going to do this every day. Wow. That's, that's really where it start came from was, you know, a means of providing food on the table. Yeah. Whenever I think of like, especially like just birds of prey for combat, I always think of uh, Mulan because oh. the, the bad guy in that had like that really awesome hawk. Yeah. Well, I was going to say uh, the, I believe it's uh, King Arthur, the one with Clive Owen in it. I believe one of the guys had one had a bird. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it. Do you, oh, do you know which? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but he was always to me like he didn't have to say anything. He just showed up and had this giant bird on his arm. I know. And, uh, <laughs> I would start taking orders from that guy immediately. I know, right? Like, <laughs> yes, sure. Yeah, whatever you need, dude. <laughs> you know, on a on a generic term, I always tell people that like. You know, everybody does have kind of the cartoon fantasy of sorts of like my my bird of prey is going to attack somebody on command. Um, I always tell people, of course, they don't really do that. But um, <laughs> one instance, uh, I was on a road trip with with uh, a bird of mine, and I was at like a, a truck stop, and a and a gentleman, kind of a sketchy guy, came up and asked me, started question, you know, started asking me questions, and uh, he says, if like somebody were to attack you, would uh, would your bird defend you? And I. <laughs> Definitely said yes. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, want to find out? <laughs> that guy might be going around with some false information. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I, birds are so lazy. I can't imagine them like doing much in a in a dangerous situation unless specifically told to. Yeah. At least in my experience. <laughs> well, everything everything's for themselves. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> well, I think it's crazy. Like every you know, you brought up Mulan. Every movie. Uh, that or any TV that shows up, and a guy shows up with a bird. He is oh. immediately like the coolest guy. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Venture gummy bears. The couple, the couple episodes that uh, they got a falconry guy. But uh, I, I, so I, the one of the reasons way we found you is through an article that was talking about uh, falconry kind of coming back. Uh, well, not coming back necessarily, but coming to the states. Uh, mm-hmm. So when I, from what I understand, it's actually still going on uh, for the most part in England and uh, Middle East. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, falconry has gone on for a long time in places like parts of Asia, um, the Middle East, and and the UK, all across kind of Europe. Um, And it really hasn't had a a super insurgence here in the United States until maybe the 30s or so. Um, And of course, then you think about the Great Depression and World War II and things like that. Uh, it wasn't until really after that and into the late 40s, early 50s that people had a little extra time and it really gained right. some popularity. Um, so it's still very much a growing, you know, sport here in the United States. Which is like crazy because, I mean, we're all about like the bald eagle. Are, are bald eagles like just really bad at falconry or something? Yeah, you know, there's the, was it Thomas Jefferson that wanted uh, the wild turkey to be mm. our national symbol because right. bald eagles were he, he considered them thieves and scavengers which they are oh. they, they scavenge uh from carcasses and then they steal from other birds of prey oftentimes like osprey and things like that so um they really there is a contested sort of uh opinion on whether bald eagles should be our national symbol you know literally our national symbol is a thief and a scavenger so <laughs> <laughs> and the, i mean there's like so many like great pictures of bald eagles but like actual like candid shots of bald eagles they always look so dumb uh, well they look scary yeah like, that, well, well that's true especially when their heads are wet and the hair's going everywhere oh and yeah and like yeah. the bloodshot looking eyes yeah and they like have that like dumb looking like dumbfounded look on their face well and just just for it's uh, it was ben franklin who was uh, ben franklin yeah yes. ben franklin yes, was going for correct. the turkey yeah he was and 
pretty outspoken. I about believe Canada like took his idea. Oh, are they? Is that the national? I believe the turkey is the national bird for Canada. Uh, we'll get that double checked. <laughs> now, um, uh, turkey gets added in front of like a lot of other birds of prey to kind of mean like the boss version. Is that? Uh, I mean, what what happened with turkeys? Because I feel um, like there's like turkey know, vulture. Uh, we we have a, a misconception sometimes. People call the turkey vulture a turkey buzzard because it kind of looks like a turkey. Uh, but I I don't really know. I don't really know what it is with that. Yeah. Huh. Turkey is turkey. such a weird. They are. They are. Bird. They're. They're funny. Like seeing a wild turkey is kind of. I saw one like two days ago, um, but they usually like run in packs. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's the the term running with, like a chicken with his head cut off. Oh sure. I feel like they're always running around like they have their head <laughs> cut off. Then when they run around, they're really weird. Right. And I was just set straight. Canada. Sorry, those in Canada. I guess turkey is not your national bird. I don't know where I, I thought I saw that, but apparently they have no official bird. They don't. I mean, what a weird Canadian well, goose. Maybe it could be the wild turkey. Yeah, yeah, it should be. They took no stance. That's <laughs> not fair. Right. It sounds like a turkey. I know. <laughs> How Canadian of them. <laughs> yeah. <seriously. laughs> they didn't even pick a side on the bird debate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the the that's funny because uh, eagles. Like you, know, you talked about how there's a lot of cool pictures of them. Yeah. Like it's it's. It's gonna get me in trouble. It's kind of like a redhead. They're really hot or really not. <laughs> it's, like, it's like these eagles. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> the it's like these eagles. They they uh, really good pictures or really right. crazy pictures. Right. They they look like just giant chickens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the coolest thing is when you see them. Uh, we were doing a baseball game, minor league baseball game in Boise, and the river was just on the, the far outside of the center field wall. And uh, Eagle comes down, grabs a, a fish out of the river, and then brought it through. I mean, it's only like 20 feet off, but in the middle of the baseball game, giant fish oh. just coming through. It was really cool to see. Well, I was just showing everybody it, what it got. Yeah, I'm like, hey, look what I got. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so what, uh, what makes a, a bird a bird of prey as opposed to just a bird? That's a good question. So, um, so the term bird of prey and like raptor gets thrown mm. around a lot. Ooh, a lot I like of that. And the simplest version or definition of bird of prey could really mean anything that eats another living creature. So like the most basic of definitions could mean like an American robin eating a worm could technically be a bird of prey. Huh. So the kind of the more correct term would be a uh, raptor, which means to grasp with their feet. So, mm. um, so hawks, eagles, falcons, and owls are raptors. And that means they basically capture prey with their feet versus like with scooping up speech. insects with their mouth or something like that i'm blown away how good of an answer that was yeah <laughs> that really like solved it all for me because I, I the whole time i was like because it doesn't make any sense if it was like they eat other things because like i don't even know of any birds that like specifically don't eat other living creatures but a raptor and collapsing with the feet oh that makes so much sense it, yeah well and that's <laughs> my world's complete now <laughs> <laughs> the uh you know back out in idaho we have the morley nelson birds of prey uh, World Center of Birds of Prey, and every fifth grader goes there for, like for their for their school oh, sure. uh, uh, school in Virginia was Jamestown. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and really cool. But they like they have so many different kinds of birds of prey out there in the in the desert where where it's at in the canyons. Um, but yeah, that's I mean that's straight up an answer from one of the, one of their tours. Right. Uh, but uh, have you ever had the opportunity to uh, stop by the Birds of Prey World Birds of Prey Center? No, it's definitely a destination that I'm looking to go to. Uh, you know, it's it actually has the uh, 
the World Archives of Falconry at that site as well. Oh, does it? I believe. So oh, really? um, there's like a falconry kind of museum of sorts there with different uh, historical falconry artifacts and things like that, which when it's a 4,000-year-old sport, you can imagine, you know, yeah. there's quite a few laying around here and there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's a cool site. If you go out there, uh, you'll have our information. And I'll tell you all the cool sites to see while you're out there as well. And places nice. to eat, of course. Oh, there That's you go. That's always important. <laughs> Good places to the eat. The Ren recommendations. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's a really cool site because any, um, a lot of times birds that get uh, a bird of prey, uh, if it gets injured, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times will get sent there for rehabilitation. Oh, sure. Um, it becomes part of the Yeah, exhibit. even uh, Bush Gardens near here, yeah. they have uh, a bird sanctuary like that. Yeah. And it's, um, it's super cool. The uh, California condor, which is... Uh, a raptor um, that was going extinct back in the early 90s. They uh, got some and brought them into the Birds of Prey uh, Center, mm. and they were able to uh, help repopulate to, I believe it's still in the endangered status, but it was down to, um, oh, yeah, so EJ just helped us out there. In 1982, there's only 22 wow. California condors, um, and today there are... Uh, 500. Wow. And so a lot of that was done there at the Morley Nelson uh, Birds of Prey Center. Super cool. Um, th- it's right there uh, next to uh, Snake River Canyon. And you can sit there and, and just watch these these falcons and hawks diving into the cliffs and then coming out and diving in the water. It's really cool. Oh. To, really cool to see. Yeah. I, I love watching Birds of Prey like do their thing. <laughs> They're so like majestic and scary at the same time yeah totally, I, totally. talk about a, a weird looking but impressive looking bird condors are yeah, yeah. Are definitely one of them yes they, <laughs> well when i think of them i think of uh lion king oh oh at the right. end of lion king when yeah. they're having the, you know i don't know what do you want to do <laughs> totally but uh really those are dumb looking birds yeah. <laughs> those are really dumb um, looking birds. <laughs> um but, even like vultures i mean if you actually look at like vultures up close they're yeah. super scary looking oh yeah they have like freaking huge hands yeah or talons talons I guess. Yeah. yeah well that's the thing is like the pressure what what do you know like because i remember uh when i was like a, a scout they had a guy come in with his birds you know like a golden eagle um and an owl but like what's the pressure oh the grip strength the grip strength yeah. of those talons yeah, it really depends on the bird. Some of the bigger, like, eagles can easily have, like, a 1,000 pounds of pressure per square inch. Wow. Like, um, even some of the medium-sized, like, hawks, like a red-tailed hawk is thought to have, like, a couple hundred pounds of pressure, um, which is absolutely astonishing. That did, is did, did you see the, the uh, I can't remember, it was a picture or video that was floating around two weeks ago, um, but it was a eagle that had caught this rabbit, and at the exact same time as it was pulling it up, a fox grabbed onto it and he was lifting both yeah. the yep. rabbit and the fox and like the fox is off the ground i mean it had to have been freaking out <laughs> but he was not letting go of that rabbit <laughs> wow yeah, that's insane it was pretty cool we'll have to make sure we put that up on the link yeah i bet the um, uh, the eagle is like okay two for one I yeah don't care. seriously right <laughs> no um, um and i think we were talking a little bit before but uh you have your your own hawks was it Yep, yep. I, I have two birds of my own. So besides my day job of, of flying, I have at work, I have five hawks, one falcon, and two owls. Uh, for my own personal falconry, I have a, one falcon and uh, one hawk as well that I actively hunt with. Nice. And what are their uh, names? Uh, my falcon's name is Zip. Mm, nice. And uh, my hawk's name is Spyro. 
Oh, those are really good names. What, what kind? You guys know where the Spyro reference comes from? Absolutely. You're talking about the dragon, right? Spyro the dragon. Oh, yes, cute. absolutely. <laughs> and of course you didn't. Yeah, see? I got it. Well, um, <laughs> They're making a remake of that game, by the way. I heard. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> what species of falcon and hawk do you have? Uh, yeah, Zip is a, what's called an American kestrel, okay. um, which is actually North America's smallest falcon, uh, roughly the size of, say, like a robin or slightly okay. smaller than a blue jay. Wow. Uh, so wow. very small. Um, what's he catching? And, what was that? What's he catching? Uh, small birds. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's a girl. Um, oh, so sorry, things like she... starlings and uh, English sparrows. But, you know, she won't pass up a big grasshopper either. Okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Morning um, cricket. <laughs> and uh, Spyro is what's called a, a goshawk. Okay. Um, so he, he's going to be, he's still kind of a, a youngster. He's only about 38 days old. So oh, wow. um, I've been raising him since he was kind of a, a young chick uh, this, uh, this summer. How big, uh, how big will he get? He's going to be about a pound and a half. So okay. uh, oh. he'll stand, you know, pretty, you know, he'll be the size of probably like a chicken, but weigh a lot less. Gotcha. Wow. Gotcha. Thinner. Yeah. Hollow bones. Yeah. It's crazy. That's, <laughs> right? That's pretty cool. Um, so then the, what, what other birds do you work with then at work? Yeah. At, at New England Falconer here, we have uh, five parasocks. Uh, which is actually a desert species, uh, only found in like desert southwest of North America. Okay. Uh, we have a lanner falcon, which is actually an African species of falcon. Mm. Uh, we have what's called a Eurasian eagle owl. Um, it's talking about big, scary owls. It's oftentimes considered the world's largest owl species. Oh, really? Um, wow. And then we have a cute owl, and that's a barn owl. <laughs> nice. Okay. You nice. gotta have a good mix. I like that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so then do you, when you guys do, so you guys teamed up with Woodstock Inn, uh, yep. at the bed and breakfast type, uh, location? Yeah, Woodstock Inn Resort is, I think it has like 140 some rooms or so, so it's actually oh. qu quite a large kind okay. of resort kind yeah. of location, um, and it's really been quite the, uh, what, I'm trying to think, really, it's what makes the town. It's been around for so long that, uh -huh. you know, the town has kind of sur survived off of being kind of a Vermont destination. Okay, uh, very cool. That's and, awesome. uh, yeah, it's it's quite a, in, uh, a unique partnership. Basically, the, our barn and our facilities and the land we fly on is owned by the Woodstock Resort Corporation, so... Okay. Um, they own basically the barn and, and the uh, facilities here, and we basically own the birds and offer the programs for in guests as well as uh, just the general public. So oh. what does so what does you know Cameron and I come up? Yeah. What what uh, what do we experience? We uh, I know you got like uh, as far as forty five minute sessions, ninety minute sessions. What do we get in those sessions? Yeah. Uh, so we have what's called a special falconry education license, which is uh, allows guests uh, from the inn or just general public come by, set up a, a scheduled session with us, and uh, allows them to basically handle the bird. So you'd come here, you'd don a traditional falconry glove, a bird would be free flying outside, so I let go of it, could fly away, never to be seen again, knock on wood, it doesn't happen, but, <laughs> um, and as a guest, you would have that bird fly, land on your gloved hand, um, we teach you a little bit about the history of falconry and, you know, kind of bird adaptations, mm. things like that. So gives people kind of a, a snippet into the world of being kind of a falconer. So do you That's get awesome. to, do you get to pick the bird? Cause like I, that Eurasian bird, uh, Eurasian owl, is that right? Correct. The Eurasian, Eurasian owl. eagle owl. Yeah. Eagle owl. Um, eagle owl. See, they just start throwing huge, different names together. I'd be freaked out. Oh yeah. 
absolutely. Uh, you know, sometimes we, we, we can let people choose to a certain degree, but they're wild animals. So, you know, I could have every intention on flying, you know, our eagle owl and he's got a bad case of the Mondays and clearly doesn't want to participate. <laughs> I can't make them and I, and I won't make them. Yeah. You know, who's going to argue with a, you know, five pound eagle owl that has a thousand pounds of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so. Not many successfully. <laughs> they're That's very right. stern looking in their, in their facial features. Oh yeah. Owls. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Except for the ones that have like just their eyes are their entirety of the yeah. face. They just always look so confused. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> right. Startled all the time. Yeah, so, exactly. So, um, and then do they catch anything or is it mainly just uh, experiencing the... Is it like target practice? Yeah. No, yeah. So it's mainly experiencing the bird flying and landing on, on their glove. You know, literally have the bird you know, sitting on their hand, you know, an yeah. arm's length away. Um, but... They're predators first, as I always start all of my sessions out, and I tell I tell guests basically that I can't control what he does. He could fly away, you know, never to be seen again. He could fly down and catch anything that's, you know, a small, furry, or feathered creature running away. His instinct is to chase it and eat it. So uh, we have birds catch things nearly every session. It could be a meadow vole or another mouse or other rodent or a cricket or a grasshopper or, huh. you know, something along those lines. You never know. Sure. So is a rabbit kind of the, you know, biggest thing they go after typically in not just yeah. yours, but in, in general for falconry? I mean, there's um, no lion hunters, yes, right? Yes, no. Um, <laughs> so rabbits are very, uh, a, a mainstay of falconry across the world, of course. Yeah, sure. uh, hawk, flying a hawk after a rabbit is kind of traditional falconry, I guess you'd say. Sure. Um, but it is on average what our birds could handle pretty much on their own. Much bigger than that, and you know it could be dangerous for the bird, of course. Um, oh, gotcha. So for the vast majority of the time, it's things here in America. It's going to be hunting squirrels or rabbits or pheasants or ducks, things like that. Right, mm, pheasants delicious. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, when um, I know when like people are doing like uh, they're around like monkeys, you know, there's like s weird rules when they're around bears. You know, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, if you it's like scratch, scratch your nose. Is that right? Around a bear. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. No, see, that's a weird rule. I, no, oh, see? Yeah, never heard it's from a movie. One. It's uh, from a movie. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, or like, uh, you know, if you're working with like aggressive dogs, you know, you don't want to like show teeth or stare at them. Right. Is there anything like that with, with birds of prey? Uh, people people ask us all the time, either that or we have kind of the, the goofy uncle in the in the family group that always jokes that, you know, the bird's going to like peck out your eyes or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, for the most part... We let our, our guests, uh, you can stare at them all you want. You know, we just don't want people to touch them. Oh, okay. um, so there's no kind of physical petting or, or anything like that. Um, most of the birds would probably be okay with it, but, you know, they do have, of course, needle-sharp talons on their feet. So, uh, <laughs> Not to mention the power they have behind those feet. <laughs> Seriously. That's right. Um, it, and I'm sure everybody has seen the the video of uh, the president when he was working with that eagle and he, like, went to go grab something near and the eagle, like, freaked out have you seen that no oh i saw the baseball player get like elite had an eagle land on him about a month ago oh, yeah. oh i didn't see that seattle one. mariners i don't know if you saw yep. that yeah saw that, yeah and, but yeah uh, yeah yeah he did a pretty good job <laughs> did he <laughs> yeah. yeah it was uh, it was a ball it. <laughs> it was a bald eagle and it was like sitting right on the president's desk and i think he like went to go grab a piece of paper that was near and i mean immediately the the eagle was like going for that hand oh and he, he backed up real quick i mean do, <laughs> Thought it was uh, a carrot. do you watch that and you're like oh yeah he did this wrong he did that wrong <laughs> yeah you know we, we uh 
you, it, naturally, as something that I'm passionate about, of course, you, you end up going through and, and looking, being, being critical, I guess you could say, of, of things like that. For sure, you know, that was a pretty dangerous situation. You know, can you imagine, you know, yeah. Trump getting, you know, grabbed by the hand by an American eagle, you know? <laughs> right, right. Can yeah. you imagine? Oh, man, if the president of the United States lost a a finger to a bald eagle. Right. <laughs> I think the next day we would go to the turkey as the uh, national right. bird. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. We fought bald eagles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just got it pulled up right there. You see that yeah. thing? I mean, that thing is crazy. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> the baseball player, he was just chilling there in the outfield and it like tried to land on him, like perch on him. And it was a wild eagle. I mean, wow. I wonder I, if that I, was like I, escaped just, from a falconry place, you know? <laughs> Maybe. Well, it was funny because the way he like he handled it, like, I probably would have like, Ugh. Oh, oh, uh, and yeah, he just kind of hunched over and like, uh, got away, but he didn't swat at it. Yeah, he was brave. Yeah. I, I was surprised that he didn't, he just stood there and just let it happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think what it was, was a, a bald eagle. Oh, it was a, a trained bird that was meant to make like laps around like the stadium or oh, the field or whatever. Like during the national and anthem. And it just found somebody to land on. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, yeah, that's why I thought like <laughs> okay. there's no way that's like a wild bird that's like just choosing to land on a guy. I mean, maybe it happens, but yeah. I would imagine it would be a trained bird. Well, I, I the, you know, I, I like baseball mm-hmm. and they have a lot of a lot of bird situations. But I remember like a few years back. Oh, that's true. And they you brought right. up ospreys. They're pretty big back home. Um but uh, I believe it was in Ohio, a minor leaguer. Uh, he actually got um, uh, criminally charged because uh, he got upset uh, like during a game, and it was like the third out or whatever, and he had the ball in his hand, and he chucked it out of the stadium, and it actually hit the osprey that was nestled at the top of the stadium. Oh no! And killed it. Oh man! Oh, and uh, yeah, but uh, so uh. there's, <laughs> and then of course there's the Randy Johnson. Uh, oh, right. Circa, I believe, uh, like 2000. That's the one where the bird just poofs. Yeah, right? or 98, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just that was just a dove. Yeah. So there was and no that was not his charges. fault at all. I know. <laughs> I mean, you throw that thing at 90 miles an hour. I mean, as soon as it leaves yeah. your hand, it's out of your control. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's literally just feathers it, yeah. when it hits. It, it, I was in the airport in Portland, Oregon when that happened. And oh, it was yeah. like, what? did I just see that? <laughs> but, Talk about uh, poor timing. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. Seriously. Poor bird. I mean, <laughs> the joke at the time, that? the joke at the time was uh, Prince's uh, when doves cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just saw a, a gift today of a uh, guy teeing off. He was teeing off and this bird. It looks like it's really far in the distance, yeah. but then you realize it's just a big bird and he's, it's really close. And of course he hits the golf ball and it, smacks right into the bird and of course the guy looks like horrified that he just hit this bird right in the face but i mean like i i I can't imagine what that bird like they have no way of processing that kind of like speed and and, you know they're not trained for that yeah no well i mean unless they've hit into windows uh we just had oh man Um, that's always the worst the birds and windows with uh are there a lot of i guess how often are there accidents when you're doing your falconry as far as whether they grip too hard on you uh, or one of your guests. Is there anything yeah. like that usually ha- that Any eye poking out? <laughs> no, no, no eye poking out. Um, no, there's really no uh, no situations okay. where we've had that have, have been um, you know bad or anything like that. You know, the occasional time that a bird might land on somebody's, you know, head or something like that and just sit there. And the bird's just standing there, so it doesn't actually do anything. But it freaks either freaks people out or... You know, they're like, yeah, this is so cool. Take a picture. <laughs> um, oh, sure. But 
really the birds are specifically trained to land pretty much only on the glove. So there's yeah. there's really no, um, you know, we of course don't want birds landing on people's heads, but um, if they you know, do, it's, it's a wild creature. So if they do land on, if they do land on the head, is like what do they grab onto? Uh, oh, well, pig, that's pigtails. Just it. They don't really, even when they land on the glove, they're not actually gripping or anything. Oh, really? Like, I tell okay. people like there's no pressure or anything like that. They're not squeezing. Okay. All of, all, the only pressure you feel is the weight of, weight of their body, and they only weigh a pound and a half. So, wow. um, they they can be very very gentle, and they land typically very gently, like just you know, like a butterfly on the glove. Wow, that that was cool. definitely a misconception I had. I thought yeah. for sure you'd feel like the like a, a I, little thought, bit of I thought pressure. it would be like a hand grabbing your yeah, arm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, but that's crazy. No, very gentle, very gentle. Huh. Oh, that's very cool. Wow. I was gonna say Cleaned hair, but I don't have hair, so <laughs> it happens to me. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> maybe so. a hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, are, are your are your parents into falconry, or are they? birds themselves how do you how do you get into falconry <laughs> Ten years ago something happened what happened yeah. <laughs> um you know f- falconry has always been uh an interest to me but i only saw it like in movies or or, or in you know old books or something like that about history um you know my parents support me fully into the sport of falconry but it's not something that they've ever done they don't have any interest in it um I, my dad is is an outdoorsman. He's been you know hunting since he was a kid. You know I went hunting with him as a kid as well. Hmm. Um, and this was just kind of an extension that kind of combined my passion and interest in birds of prey to like, hey, you know I get to walk walk through the woods and and uh, have my hawk follow me through the woods and and you know basically the birds the hunter I'm the dog as I like to say. <laughs> uh, my job is to scare quarry up for him. So I shake a vine or or you know take a stick and you know. Uh, hit uh, a brush pile and out pops a rabbit or a squirrel and the bird natural instincts are there um wow. so it's just kind of been a, a unique opportunity for the last about almost 10 years now um and you know i'm an environmental educator by trade um that i went to school for and so this kind of my my job opportunity kind of crossed both passions of i've had a passion for birds of prey and falconry and i've been an environmental educator and quite a unique opportunity for sure yeah so, absolutely so do you go fishing with your birds at all or is that kind of n- no not really you know uh, if it was even just two weeks ago i would say absolutely not because that's that's kind of the ongoing joke in uh in falconry or kind of misconception like oh can i train an eagle or an osprey to catch me fish and bring it back to me um and everybody just would always say no but i actually saw a youtube video just i think last week or the week before that somebody it was in asia someplace and i don't know what kind of bird it was but he literally this bird flew down grabbed a fish out of the water and landed on the guy's glove with it oh that's I awesome like, well, i can't say that that doesn't happen anymore <laughs> i mean you watch a, an eagle or an osprey go in for a fish it's one of the coolest things even a seagull i mean yeah. like as, <laughs> any, as any awkward as a seagull getting, is getting uh i know because di- they're just dive bombing the water yeah they get their body so small and they just get that point there, there's a video out there and i believe it's so alaska cool. where this bird like comes in and dive bombs the water and the fish was so huge like it was having a hard time <laughs> uh getting out of the water but it was uh, just a giant fish and the whole thing was really cool yeah, because they just grab onto that sucker and it's sitting there flopping around and right. Can you imagine being that fish? I mean, your whole world is like you're in water and then <laughs> you get fish ripped out of your world into yeah. the solar right. system, basically. All of a sudden, you're flying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. You have more oxygen than you know what to do with. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. Yeah the the uh, 
So you don't really get an op- option as far as what they come back with, except for if you like, you know, I know there's rabbits over here. And, and yeah, so my, my job is to take the bird into like a game rich area. If I want to catch rabbits that day, I take him to a field that I know has rabbits. But the reality is yeah. he's doing everything for himself. So uh, he could catch the first like six mice he sees and then he's going to sit in that tree and ignore me. And he's just basically going to say, nope, you can go rabbit hunting by yourself now. Uh, <laughs> That's really funny. So not not of, packed uh, animals. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you, you wish for the you know, and hope for the best, but the reality is the bird gets to do whatever it wants. <laughs> so have you had the experience then to go like to the home of falconry, whether it be in England or, you know, Iran, somewhere in the Middle East? Falconry no, I haven't. Um, you know, I I haven't really gotten a chance to do that. It's certainly on my, my uh, bucket list item of, of hoping for the, the in the future to do that. Uh, but it really would be cool. There's actually a kind of a a snippet of uh, information about kind of Mongolian falconry. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you guys ever heard of the uh, Eagle Huntress documentary of or movie of sorts that came out uh, a year or two ago? Oh, no. About like, a young Mongolian girl that... Uh, Mongolia has a strong eagle uh, falconry history of using golden eagles hunting red foxes. Oh, really? Um, and so uh, that really intrigued me. Like, I'd love to go to Mongolia and see them, you know, hunting foxes with golden eagles but yeah seriously, uh, a little that's not rabbits. happening anytime soon yeah and that, that's uh i've heard that about mongolia a lot is that like especially i always think of till the hun like this yeah. totally like rock star dude on the back of a horse with a falcon on his arm i mean right. that's like yeah. what i always think of and yep. to to hear that that's yeah. true is very good and reassuring for me <laughs> yeah so that's the eagle huntress the eagle um, huntress yeah yeah uh, Kate was released in 2016. I'll have to find out if that's on Netflix. Yeah, right. That definitely, I think, would be uh, something that interesting to watch for sure. I I find uh, animal husbandry, especially like way back in the day, like now it's more of like a, I wouldn't call it a luxury, of course, like falconry today, but when it was like a, no, I need to go get food kind of thing, it was a necessity to train these animals. I find that so interesting. I mean, we, we got like dogs, horses, birds of prey. Yep. We have all these different like resources that we would use and each one is so different. I mean, dogs, they're such pack animals. You don't have to worry about it necessarily. Like, you know, of course dogs do run away, but it's not going to like fend for itself while you're sitting there starving, but it sounds like birds of prey. They'll just, uh, they'll just take care of themselves first. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard. Uh, it's, it's easy to forget, I guess that, you know, when I'm enjoying falconry for my own kind of fun and enjoyment, um, that 4,000 years ago, it was like, literally I either catch something with my bird or I'm not eating tonight, you know, so it was kind of a, uh, a very, um, interesting concept for me. It's just like, I love being outdoors. I get to watch fish with the bird doing naturally what it would out in the wild. But in reality, 4,000 years ago, somebody, this was potentially life or death for the bird and for the human. (laughs) So I I assume you don't like when you feed the birds, you don't just give them something. You basically like take them out. Like you take your dog out to use the bathroom. You take the bird out to go get dinner. Yeah, for the most part, you know, the benefit for the bird is that he's going to uh, get a meal from me, whether he's successful at catching something or not. So yeah. uh, just because we go out hunting, just like any predator out in the wild, doesn't mean that they're always successful. Right. Um, so it's kind of a, a, a win-win for the bird. He gets to fly and if he catches something great. If he uh, doesn't catch anything, he still gets fed at the end of the day. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a, that's a good job. That's, that's <laughs> super cool. Yeah. 
way better than taking your dog your dog out for a walk. Right? <laughs> yeah, that would be much cooler <laughs> to watch. Watch business. Um, what's a what's a bird of prey or I guess any bird I suppose um, that you would love the opportunity to like train and and house that you haven't yet? Um, you know, probably the falconry's um, prized bird from history, even from the Middle Ages of, of traditional, you know, sport of kings is what is, as it was called, uh, jeer falcons uh, mm. are kind of the, the world's largest falcon. Uh, they're found across kind of the northern hemisphere. Um, they're, they can be almost completely white to white and, and brown to kind of gray color, but they're absolutely huge birds uh, and magnificent creatures. Uh, that is something that I have never worked with before. And um, they were literally like prized possessions of royalty, you know, royal wow. falconers back in the day. I don't think I've ever uh, heard of that species. No, I've not. That's awesome. I'm glad I asked now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go look that up. <laughs> yep, Jeer Falcon. Jeer Falcon. And it's a uh, GYR. GYR? Yeah. GYR, uh, yep. And you said they were the biggest. Do you know like wingspan generally? Uh, I'm not sure, but the, they're going to have at least uh, a, a four to five foot wingspan. They're they're a pretty they're a pretty big bird, wow. pretty big falcon. Yep. Um, you know they they can be all the way up to like you know 1,400 grams. I know that doesn't really sound uh, like a lot, but you know having a, a three or four or you know a pound falcon on your glove is that's a big bird. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> especially I mean uh, it. I, I have this idea in my head that if I was like out there, I'd have to have my arm straight and holding it really steady. Is that like totally not? I mean, are they good if I'm moving my arm around? Yeah, you can move around. Like I, you know, I walk around with birds all the time on the glove. Um, mm. That is, you're not alone. You know, most people struggle. You know, they don't either. They don't want to bring the bird closer to them. Right. <laughs> or probably most or of they're the time. just afraid to move. I'm not quite sure, but. Uh, it, it gets heavy quickly, even just like a bird that only weighs a pound, it gets heavy quickly to have your arm fully extended with, you know, a bird on the end of it. Right. Um, so I tell people all the time to kind of bring their arm, you know, their, their elbow into their body and the bird will sit there just fine. Wow. That's good. See, I'm so interested in falconry. I'm so glad I got to talk to an expert yeah. before doing it because yeah. I, I'd be sitting there like my arm completely straight out. Uh, I'd be sweating uh, and I'd be trying to touch it. Yeah, no. <laughs> all the wrong things. Oh, I'm glad we had Jessica on today because that's one of the things I've seen there going like, okay, hey, falconry sounds really cool. Yeah. But I'm also sitting like, okay, so how do you tell it what you want? Like, <laughs> well, okay, you don't. Right. <laughs> um, uh, so I was kind of curious, the full hunting right. part of it, like. How how do you train it yeah. to get? So are there I like a lot a, for sure. are there whistle calls or anything like that? You know, each falconer is going to be kind of uh, unique. Um, I communicate with our birds or my personal birds even a couple different ways, from different whistles to to different sounds. Mm. The reality though is we use what's called operant conditioning. So we just reward birds for for good behavior. We ignore bad behavior. So uh, that means if I want the bird to call, you know, to fly to my glove. I basically associate a sound or a word with a reward. And sure. so when I say that word or sound, they know, hey, if I fly to her, she gets the, she gives me a reward. Um, so it could be something as silly as I could yell asparagus. And <laughs> as long as, you know, the bird has made the, the uh, realization that he gets a reward when I say that word, he's going to come to it. Not as long um, as it's not asparagus. Or as simple as whistling. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I bet they don't like asparagus. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> not, enough, not enough protein. Yeah. Um, and so this might be a, um, a, 
question totally outside of your expertise, but something that always really annoys me, especially in like superhero movies, there's always like a dude with like wings on his back and he's able to fly. And there's no way, I mean, with that wingspan, you'd be able to carry a hundred pounds, right? No, I mean, so definitely not. your bones would have to be hollow. And that means like you're now the you worst. Know why I don't watch superhero movies? <laughs> <laughs> well, because they have guys with wings, or because yeah, you would think about ga- it too much. Guys with wings that can't be done, right? Yeah. So I mean, luckily <laughs> in like, uh, luckily in the Marvel movies, it's like mechanical wings. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. so that it kind of makes sense. But like, I, I always see that, and it always really upsets me because you'd be like, you'd have you'd have bird bones. So as soon as somebody hits you, you break all your bones oh yeah totally. <laughs> you'd be the worst superhero ever you'd be like a great messenger <laughs> yeah no well the, we talked about we were talking about squirrel suits the other day and oh, flying true. in squirrel suits oh yeah 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 that's just yeah that scares me that's too fast yeah have you ever had a desire to be like one of your birds and fly <laughs> Uh, you know, you know, I have a lot of people that come here. Uh, they're like g- glider pilots and things like that. And to me, that's the absolute craziest thing. Like, <laughs> maybe I'd think about jumping out of a plane with a parachute, but you literally are going to be in a, in a glider plane that has no engine, and you're just going to cruise around on on mountains. You know, like no. no. I, I about ten years ago, I was driving down the freeway in uh, Utah, and with my dad in the car, and we were driving along. And you could see these uh, um, gliders. Oh, yeah, the parasailers. Parasailers, yeah. And so these guys are out there, they're gliding around. And uh, we're just, you know, driving on the freeway and all of a sudden just dropped. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. that's what would scare me because you, like, you can have all the control you want. Right. But if the wind decides to do something different, yep. <laughs> you're toast. And it was you just the, one place to go. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> holy cow. Just I, I love the idea of a. Uh, a falconry expert that ha- wants nothing to do with flying. flying. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just for the birds. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the the one cool thing I, I can't wait is uh, eventually there's got you know cameras are getting smaller and smaller, but uh, I imagine that's something that oh a GoPro be, on a uh, yeah, yeah. A, a Falcon GoPro that you can that's small they, enough that they can they've go done that they've oh, done really? that already. Uh, they're small enough to put on eagles now. Sure. Okay. Um, and uh, some very creative falconers uh, have actually put on. Um, have you ever seen like the the helmets that, yeah. that are, what are called hoods in falconry that birds are wearing? Yeah. Uh, they literally have cut out basically eye panels so the bird can see, but it's like it's wearing a hat, and they put a camera <laughs> on top of its head and flying around. That's uh, crazy. So in the last like five to ten years, like things have like that have happened, which gives you absolutely awesome. You, know, you literally see exactly what the bird sees. Right. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's amazing. I, I, I honestly think that falconry is going to become a huge necessity for drones. Yeah. Like controlling drones. Cause I mean, you have a baseball, <laughs> <Taking them out. laughs> right? Yeah. You have a baseball field, you know, you don't want people filming over the stadium. So you got a couple drones up there. You send out the Falcon. I mean, the drones not going to stand a chance. Right. <laughs> That's that thing, funny. that thing has evolution of like several thousands of years behind it. It's you know it's really interesting. Like falcons are super majestic birds. Like falcons and and raptors and of all, they're very majestic. And you know uh, I'm a huge Boise State football fan, um, and we play Air Force um, every year. And Air Force, they're the falcons. Oh okay. Yeah. And and so uh, every time I've been to an Air Force game. You know the the crowds, you know, going at it, and 
they're they we hate we hate air force because they're the only <laughs> ones that can figure out how to beat us every once in a while um <laughs> But man, they have uh, one of the one of the guys that comes around. And he's got the Falcon. They got like two or three Falcons they bring to every game. Oh, that's so cool! And it's really cool when you watch like one of the Armed Forces play because they always bring like fighter jets to do at the national anthem to mm. go across the or, uh, do a flyover, and they always like bring these birds <laughs> and uh, the budget. Everybody like no matter who they're rooting for just stops like I want to I want to touch the bird and they have the hood on <laughs> for the bird and everybody gets right. the. Pet it, super majestic birds, super cool birds. Wow! But uh, yeah, so I falconry. I, I think definitely Cameron and I are both interested in coming yeah. out sometime. Uh, I know Vermont's a little bit a ways away, but uh, yeah, next time we're up there, yeah, for sure. This is gonna be something on the list because I think it's it's really cool. You yeah. always see it in movies, but when I you know you find out, oh you can actually do it, you can actually see it. That's right. really really cool right a lot of, for a lot of people it's, it's a bucket list item that's mm-hmm. we get a lot of people saying that you know i've always wanted to try this i don't want to be a falconer but it'd be cool to have a falcon <laughs> or a hawk land on my arm <laughs> yeah i'm in that camp i think yeah, yeah. I, I think i could be persuaded to get into falconry in like retirement you know yeah, but maybe. <laughs> right now it, it might carry you away right yeah that's that's the other fear <laughs> i could see you doing like uh homing pigeons yeah thing. yeah that would be cool <laughs> i think that's generally the same yeah. <laughs> pigeon guy yeah <laughs> yeah. Well, and if I could honestly just keep the the birds off of my car, yeah, I would be happy with my bird knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that does. So we talked about owl pellets a little bit. Yeah. Uh, one for people because I when when he had his owl in the, the thing, I didn't know much about owl pellets. So can you tell us about owl pellets real quick? <laughs> and also, yeah, yeah, no, it's kind of interesting. Um, and really weird. Owls are a little bit, you know, are pretty different compared to other birds of prey in general. Uh, all hawks, eagles, falcons, and owls cast up what's called a pellet, um, which is kind of like a formed hairball of sorts. Um, but in falcons, hawks, and uh, and eagles, all it is is basically indigestible things like fur, feathers, sticks, leaves, pebbles, grasses, things like that. Hmm. Um, but with an owl, it's all of those things plus the whole skeleton of whatever they ate. So it's bones included. Oh, Wow. So, like, literally, they they cough up the bones and the fur of whatever they ate. <laughs> that's insane. That would be really horrifying to watch. <laughs> kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, and that's only in owls. That's not like that's a, only in owls that do that. You know, the other birds they they digest bones, and hawks, eagles, and, and falcons they digest bones, but owls don't. Okay. Huh. So, wow. so weird. Where do you, uh, as far as like uh, storage, their home? Where where are they? Are they in a, like a barn type atmosphere? Yep, yep. So our facilities are in a, in a big old uh, kind of converted dairy barn, actually. Uh, the barn is this magnificent, uh, this huge barn. Um, and it's built in the 40s or so. And uh, it's been converted. Each of the birds has their own kind of uh, room of sorts. Um, each individual chamber is about a 10 by 12 chamber uh, for each bird. So they have different perches in there, you know, access to water 365 days a year. So that's where they basically sleep at night when when we're not say flying them outside during the day that sort of thing. So each each of the birds has their own kind of room of sorts in the barn. Oh. Are they potty trained? Are they potty? No. Okay. <laughs> that is the, that's the less glamorous part of my job is cleaning up falcon, hawk, and owl poop. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm guessing it's quite bigger than uh, you know your typical robin. That's um, right. 
Okay. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee one of them uh, used EJ's car as a bathroom the other week uh, because <laughs> I, it wasn't like it wasn't like a normal bird situation. It was uh, like a glob. I mean, like I had to get the hose out. Well, it's it's cherry <laughs> season out here right now, and so oh yeah, yeah you're finding cherry pits all over. <laughs> you get like a giant thing on your car and then there's like four or five cherry pits like, <laughs> that's so funny i know right I and not the season to park under trees yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's... I, I wish i had a spot to park that wasn't underneath a tree yeah <laughs> the, the, the problem is i have a berry tree mm. that's like right next to my car so yeah. of course they like visit the berry tree stop by my car do their thing and then leave <laughs> so well this this is kind of something that and, and maybe they don't have them around there as far as I know, like a lot of farm type atmospheres, well, not even there where I live, there's just random cats strolling around like crazy. Oh, have you ever had an accident with that? <laughs> Your bird uh, coming back no, with a cat? Out in, out in like my personal falconry, we'll, we'll sometimes encounter like a stray cat or something like that. And uh, usually the birds uh, just, just watch them run away. Okay. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, in fact, most of our birds here, like if they see a cat, they actually like send out like an alarm call of, of hatred. <laughs> oh, wow. I like that. Um, it probably fights so back. So we don't really, we don't usually have any problems like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Cats are squirrely. They probably fight back pretty good. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, cats are actually a really uh, dangerous, um, actually a, a big concern for uh, natural wildlife nowadays. It's Absolutely. actually one of the biggest concerns because. Uh, they kill basically indiscriminately. They kill for fun, not necessarily for food. And you think about somebody's house cat they let outside. They're feeding them every day. So they're literally just catching like chipmunks and songbirds and things like that just because they want to. Well, that, wow. that's one of the questions I had was, so, you know, I have my own disdain for cats anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, I feel like they're very moody. Uh, sure. And, and like my friend uh, had a cat and like if you moved it off of the couch or moved it from your seat, like it would get upset and like go in your room and poop on your pillow. <laughs> do your birds ever get upset with you? And like, do they have that kind of disposition yeah. or are they more what's just a bird, like, what's a bird tantrum look like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, each of the birds pelted? has really unique personalities. So some of them are super kind of, uh, engaging and, and kind of goofy almost. Some of them are kind of strictly business and they just they don't mess around at all they just kind of you know do do what they are out there to do um but they will birds will kind of sulk sometimes so if you've upset them or they they don't think something's fair to a certain degree you know they might sulk and, and sit basically a bird having a tantrum is going to be a bird ignoring me oh, okay. wow Interesting. so it's well, just going to fly up to a tree and, and turn it literally turn its back to me and say you know what I'm not even going to look at you. So it's a pompous tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. They give you the silent treatment. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's a pretty good, like, uh, as far as all reactions go, that's a pretty good reaction for an animal to have. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it like, bites like EJ, you or something. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, usually it's short-lived. You know, they, they, they are upset about something or uh, even sometimes a guest... Um, some of our birds are, are kind of afraid of, in particular, little girls. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the energy level, hmm. but they'll have like this disdain to flying to a little girl, that you know, little <laughs> eight-year-old girl or something like that. And they're literally afraid to land on their glove. Oh, I don't know why. So that bird's just going to practice avoidance usually. That's funny. Huh. 
<laughs> wow, what a weird... Uh, eight-year-old girls are kind of mean sometimes. Yeah. So, I have an eight-year-old. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> no. Hopefully, super. she's not into falconry right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, she probably would want to do it until it like, came right. down to it. Oh, he's going to land on me. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think for the bird as well, that's usually like the, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, <laughs> like for sure. You're moving a lot. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, generally our, our minimum age here at work to fly to, to kids is basically a minimum age of like eight. Um, I see. Just It takes kind of a responsible kid to, to have you know a large predatory bird flying and landing on your gloved hand. So Sure. Yeah. Oh, man. That's that's well. I I think it's awesome that you guys have been doing with the, with the Woodstock Inn. Um, yeah, you know, I often am trying to figure out what can I do with my family uh, for a destination, um, and we might have to come up to Woodstock, Vermont, and have a good time and definitely look you guys up because that I think that'd be you know first uh, eight, five, and four year old uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, is there a, awesome. is is there a lot of like danger of like uh, people doing falconry that like shouldn't, you know, is there like any like back alley falconry people? No, not at least not here in the United States. Uh, in the United States, it's actually the most highly regulated hunting activity in North America. So wow. there's quite the vetting process in terms of like if somebody's in it for the wrong reasons or not committed to it, they're not going to make it to, to become a licensed falconer. Well, that's good to know. Because um, there's actually a, a two year apprenticeship you have to do t- to become a falconer. And before you do that, you actually have to take a, a, a test and you have to pass that with the state. You have to have inspections, basically, of, of your facilities you've built um, to house the bird and equipment you've made, things like that. So wow. um, it's, it's a long uh, line of hoops to jump through to become a falconer. Wow, that is rigorous. So that's, that's good for consumers, though. I mean, yeah. that, that's... Uh, makes it a lot easier to say like okay well let's just go try out this falconry yeah for you sure know, instead of having to do a bunch of research and look at <laughs> reviews online i can't imagine yeah. there's a lot of reviews for falconry. <laughs> how do you gauge right. that yeah um well so for that for for those who may be listening uh where would we go to find out uh how to set something up with you guys uh where do we go yeah so uh people and guests can either contact the woodstock inn and resort directly uh, even through their concierge ser- service, they can get in contact with us. Or we have our own website, which is uh, falconry at woodstockvt.com. Uh, there's an online calendar uh, where people can purchase sessions on a specific day, specific time. All of our sessions are by scheduled appointment. So we're not like a facility that guests can just you know, stop by gotcha. um, that makes sense. unannounced. And, uh, but you can register for a session or, or print off uh, and purchase a gift certificate anything like that so falconry at woodstockvt.com fantastic awesome. and that link will be on gontrippinpodcast.com after this episode drops along with this episode so make sure you go check it out hey jessica thank you so much for coming on today absolutely super yeah thank you super so much for having me it was fun talking to you guys yeah, yeah no, i learned so much yeah no seriously I'm, so many I, misconceptions i'm probably going to be watching youtube videos on <laughs> yeah, definitely a couple of days all day um, <laughs> yeah for sure so thank you again for coming on yeah um and uh yeah, I look forward to hopefully seeing you soon as we make our way up there. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. All right. You have a great one. Bye-bye. So that was a super fun interview. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I don't know what it is, but we had Woodstock, Illinois. That's uh, with true. A bed and breakfast there. That's true. Cherry tree, uh, cherry tree in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we got Woodstock. Yeah. Vermont now. Yeah. And we haven't even hit the real Woodstock, which I believe is in New York, right? <laughs> I know. So we're going to have to do that eventually now. I know. I know. So. Um, and I also <laughs> noticed uh, from, uh, I think, episode 15 or 16 is uh, Ali Cherkes. Um, yeah. She's our uh, resident horse rider. 16, um, I believe. Yeah, 16. I think you're right. Um, so many, it's hard to remember now. I know, right? <laughs> Good problem, I suppose. <laughs> um, they both had this same kind of like start story where their parents weren't into it or anything like that. Yeah. And they kind of just self-started themselves into it. And now they're doing it as like a career. Yeah. And I, I think that that similarity was very striking to me. Yeah. Especially no. working with like falconry. I mean, that's so bizarre. Well, like, that's the thing. Like horses, mm-hmm. I get like yeah i know quite a few people right equestrian arts yeah but like falconry that just sounds like it's very obscure well i get like it's the same thing like you know when we're talking about the movies and the guy comes out and he's like that guy's cool yeah you know like definitely the coolest guy yeah, in the room has a bird on his falconry is definitely not one of those like i'm a chess champion you know like, it's not, <laughs> doesn't go in doesn't go in the same i am a chess champion by the way eighth grade oh so, yeah yeah really but, uh, yeah huh Intermorals. It's episode 15. <laughs> Sorry, I hate to burst your guys' bubble, oh. but yes. Oh. Allie was episode 15. Oh, yeah. I was right. Also, Woodstock, if you're talking about the festival, the music festival, it's not an actual place. It's in Bethel, New York, oh, okay. and it's the Woodstock Arts and Music and Art Fair is what it is oh. called now. Yeah, wasn't Just it, to clear it up. Wasn't it uh, actually Woodstock Farm? The, and that was the location that they were on. I think so. I think you're right. But I, I kind of assumed that it was Woodstock Farm because it was in Woodstock. So I was in the same camp. It as was you. on a dairy farm in R- the Catskill Mountains of Southern New York State. Sure. What's the name? I'm working on it, please. Oh, okay. okay well, but going back to Woodstock, one of my favorite characters from Peanuts is Woodstock. You know oh, who that is, right? Yep, absolutely. A little birdie. The bird, yeah. Yeah, a little birdie. Woodstock, Definitely best so. character. Ah, uh, totally. Him, uh, and, him and Snoopy, like their interactions. <laughs> I especially liked it because you didn't see a lot of cartoons back then that were willing to do like silent. Yeah. And I really like that about Peanuts. Is yeah. they, they went to like, yeah, we're going to have two characters on the screen not doing anything. anything like no talking. No noise whatsoever. Well, it, it's funny because, you know, the kids that introduced to the Peanuts uh, and a uh, couple of the cartoons that are like on Netflix or whatever, uh, Charlie Brown from like the 60s. Sure. And then, and then, the the peanuts movie that came out a few um uh, a few years ago and i hope they come out with another one because it was super good but they just asked me like the other day they've been watching it all like so how come when there's an adult they always went like so awesome no matter right. what anytime there's an adult it's a wah, 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 and yeah. i feel like that's how kids are absolutely when adults talk anyway like, absolutely they don't there, understand it, there's on. definitely two different languages being yeah. used among children <laughs> and parents yeah. and teachers and whatnot well speaking of rabbit holes um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we were stalling for yeah. our producer it was only called woodstock because he invests the investment group that was backing the concert was called woodstock ventures oh but it was on a dairy farm, but I have not found an actual name for the farm. Okay. okay. Well, doesn't seem important now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's a really lame answer. Well, it's on a dairy farm. See, that's interesting because I know there's like a lot of rain and mud and stuff and poo. Cause right. I don't know if you've ever been on a dairy farm. Uh, it's wall-to-wall manure mixing with the mud. <laughs> wall-to-wall manure. Yeah. It's <laughs> been a one fun weekend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like always the pictures you see of like original Woodstock is everybody's all muddy and yeah. they're just like hanging out. Oh, yeah. And of no, course, that's... they're all like 
tripping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the smell probably didn't bother him at all. Right. <laughs> but I hear manure is good for you. So. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah anybody so. willing to test that out? You know, yeah, I will I, respect you, but I will not try you, it myself. <laughs> why do you think my pores are so nice? Um, <laughs> Farm boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No. No, that, that was super awesome, mm-hmm. though. Great with, episode. Uh, Jessica, super knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable. Um, and like you said, just kind of picked it up out of nowhere right i had so um, many misconceptions too i'm glad i oh, got those cleared out yeah you and me both like i was out here in la la land <laughs> so how did you tell them what to hunt right you know? <laughs> <laughs> right and i thought you like i thought a big part of the training was being able to keep your arm out like yeah. that for so long but yeah. apparently you can just rest it nicely and they're not actually like using you like to hold themselves in place they're just using you like a branch have you ever no stared idea. a bird in the eyes no, they're I like looking into your soul. <laughs> yeah, especially like not like just a bird. Well, like, their their raptors vision raptors is right crazy, now. right? Yeah, raptors. <laughs> their vision is insanity. Yeah. Oh, and I was I was gonna say this uh, with Jessica, but I'm sure she knew this. So I'm glad I kind of waited. <laughs> um, but apparently, birds don't f- hit each other in the air very often. Oh, really? Um, because all birds turn right whenever there's an obstacle. Oh, interesting. So they all like barrel roll right, and so they avoid each other when they're about to hit each other in the air. I think that's crazy weird that they all kind of like agreed on the lane. I wonder if she's had any of them like fight each other in the air, you know, they're like upset and they're, I've seen, I've seen like once or twice, like in the wild. Oh, big birds attacking each other. Birds attacking each other. Like not trying to kill each other, Mm. but more like, you know, when dogs wrestle. Oh dude, absolutely. And they get, they get scary up there because you're like, you're 60 feet in the air. Stop it. Well, so uh, we talked about something early on too, which was owls and how they're surviving and different things. Oh yeah. But what's crazy to me, and I, I haven't seen it so much out here, but out West, oh my goodness, you drive down the freeway and there's like all sorts of owl bodies on the road because Aww. just in the middle of the night, like a semi, they just like go oh, and man, get, that's hit so by, sad. get clipped by semis or whatever, but they are thriving. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, like she the, said, they're everywhere. So but, I mean, and it's like, you don't think about it, but like if you've ever been hanging out in the country, uh, at dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's usually not one like, Oh yeah. And there's nothing, there is nothing more like hair on the back of your neck than like I had a paper out <laughs> <laughs> growing up. And so you're, it's dark out and you're walking and you have like a couple owls sitting on like street signs. Oh just hanging out and so all you can see is the silhouettes oh. and those pointy ears yeah it's just a little creepy so <laughs> yeah they're kind of demonic almost yeah in a weird way well and the funniest part was they uh th- there was a sign this was back in the day but neighborhood watch oh. and like it had an owl on the sign like sure picture <laughs> sure right a nocturnal watch and, yeah and yeah. there was an owl sitting on top but, uh, <laughs> classic yeah. anyway I know so, a lot of people use those like owl um, like statues to yeah. keep like birds and stuff off of things. Mm. I'm gonna have to get one. Same here, especially for our deck. Yeah, it's like yeah, you go and put your hand on the deck, and you're gonna find poo. Yep. Luckily, it's dry, so yep. but, but uh, it doesn't help. Poo is poo. Yeah, poo is poo. Yeah, that's that's the title of this episode. Poo is poo. <laughs> Just kidding. Speaking of which, uh, Christopher <laughs> Robin is coming out soon. Oh yeah, the movie that should be interesting. Yeah, that'll be very um, interesting. Yeah. So I wonder how that one will do. Yeah. Well, no, uh, I, I I enjoyed that episode. I'm serious. I'd like to go up there to Vermont, mm-hmm. not yeah. just for the cheese, but now for falconry. Yeah. And, now for the birds. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've had any destinations based on birds before, but now I do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we'll have to go check that out. But uh, yeah, you have anything else for? 
today's show. No, man. But uh, everybody, check out that website. We're we're real proud yeah. of the new website, gontrippinpodcast.com. You're going to be able to look at the uh, the post uh, mm-hmm. and get the information. Oh, and we also, have a we have a map now. Yeah. That's right. That was the whole exactly. big thing. That, the map that we keep talking about yeah. is on the website. So if you want to see where all of our guests are calling in from and uh, kind of, we're, we're mostly the United States right now, but we got one in Bali. Yeah. So, so it, it looks a little the, weird because yeah. you have this little outlier, but uh, yeah. it was great to have the Vega bla- Vaga Blazers. Yeah. <laughs> Vaga Blazers. Say that five <laughs> times fast. Um, <laughs> come and join us from Bali. Yeah. Casey can talk better than I can. But uh, yeah, so uh, that's another thing just to follow, like see where our guests are coming from. Yeah. We got some uh, lines reached out to the center part of the country. Right. Trying to, to fill f- that spot. fill that spot in there. But if uh, any any listens are out there that uh, say like, whoa, I got an expertise in this weird area that yeah. has something to do with travel, hit us up. Let yeah. us know. And we'll give you a shout. So Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you for joining us today. Until next time, peace be the journey. Con trippin' my wagoneer and I Con trippin' readin' the road signs Con trippin' one playlist at a time Con trippin' odometers ticking My Mountain Dew and a Red Bull sippin' I'm a road warrior on a mission You won't find me just sitting home wishin' Cause I, 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 I am gone 